The Z-Ball Podcast is a casual conversation that occasionally delves into mature subjects and may contain vulgar adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Z-Ball Podcast and week 16 of the Scorching Six Picks. Recording this on a Thursday night in Southern California. Joining me once again to discuss the Thursday night game and the week 16 slate. We got Rebound. What up, Rebound? How's it going? What's up, Z-Ball? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Doing well. We had a decent Thursday night game. Uh, the Rams went ahead big 27-7, but then uh, the Saints kind of came back, made it a little interesting, but the Rams nonetheless uh, pull out the victory. 30-22 uh, to 22 in this one In this one on Thursday night. They go to 8-7 and seven now. I think they've won, what, four straight or five, five of their last six, something like that. So they've definitely been hot. Matthew Stafford has been hot. And what do you what do you see for the Rams as a possible like uh, playoff uh, contender? Uh, any upset potential there for for them to beat the either the three or two seed? Yeah, for sure. If they play the Cowboys, they're gonna win. We know that. Like Cowboys are meant to melt in the playoffs. You know they're playing great right now, but they're meant to melt in the playoffs. What do you so. think about a possible storyline? Matthew Stafford playing against his old team in their first playoff home game. Yeah, they'll, they'll win that too because we all know the Lions are a fraud. Okay. So, but on the other side for the Saints, obviously it seems like they just can't really keep up with teams scoring-wise. And they're 7-8 and eight now. And it's probably going to be tough for them uh, to ultimately get in the playoffs. Do you think uh, they get there in the, in the wild card? What do you think? Uh, there's a chance, but they'll lose, for, they'll lose right away. These guys don't just don't have it. They don't have it in them. They're not using Alvin Kamara the right way. And Derek Carr is not playing that good. And just like everything is going downhill for them. They overpaid Derek Carr. It's not working out. Uh, don't have a good coach. It's nothing, nothing's going good for them. Okay, yeah, for sure. I, I, don't, I don't see the Saints making it. just too many other teams there bunched up that are probably better than them. Then obviously the Rams, Vikings, I think Seattle too are, are better than them. And uh, for the Rams, I think they're just firing on all cylinders offensively. They got good weapons there. Uh, Cooper Cup is back, uh, back in rhythm. Obviously Puka Nakua, one of the best rook offensive rookies and in, in the league this season along with C.J. Stroud and Matthew Stafford has just been playing lights out and then uh, Sean McVay obviously we know what he can do as a coach and being the best coach in Rams history so they're definitely a scary team uh, going to the playoffs but uh, defensively they're not um, as stout I guess but I mean you see the uh, the Saints even put up two touchdowns on them in the fourth quarter so they're prone to give up yards, chunk plays, points, so that's going to be kind of the weakness for them. But other than that, I mean, in any given kind of situation, playoff game, they have the experience there with Stafford. Uh, they have, obviously, with their coach, with Cooper Cup. So they're definitely not going to be afraid and not going to be um, uh, a stranger to the situation. So they're definitely a dangerous team, and they definitely could pull off an upset. Uh, 
for either the six or seven seed in, in the in the wild card. So they should be exciting team to watch. And then even I mean they they have a game against the Forty Niners, uh, the last game of the season, which might or might not matter for the Forty Niners. We'll see. And then I mean, but that's going to be an interesting game for sure to see kind of where they're positioned. Uh, I think they'll they'll be one of the wild cards for sure, just the way they're playing and the way their offense is humming. But nonetheless, let's get into the week sixteen slate rebound. We got more Saturday games in this uh, week slate. We got two Saturday games this time. Uh, one of them is on our slate, uh, so we'll start there with uh, game number one. You got Pittsburgh at home seven seven. Hosting the 8-6 and six Cincinnati Bengals. This is a early afternoon game on Saturday. Uh, this is in Pittsburgh. Cincinnati on the road, playing three points. Rebound, what do you think? Yeah, you know, Jamar Chase is out. That's a big deal. You still got T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, and Jake Browning there. Uh, obviously, Pittsburgh's defense is much better, but I don't know. What's going to be their QB situation? It looks like Mason Rudolph is going to start. That's what the word is. So it's which quarterback are you going to trust? Uh, I'm, I'm going to try, I'm going to go with uh, Jake Browning here. I can't really trust uh, Steelers run game either with Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. They have they have some weapons, but they just don't know how to use them. Uh, this could be Mike Tomlin's first losing season, but. I'm going to roll with the Bengals. I know you're going the other way. I can feel that already, and I'm going to take the minus three. I don't know. I mean, this is, I mean, I think I think Pittsburgh's only path to winning this game is kind of creating some turnovers and creating some kind of, like, freak plays by T.J. Watt. I mean, that's kind of what what he does. I mean, that's kind of what he did for them against uh, Cleveland in, that, in the second game on Monday night, and that's how they won that game. But I don't see that here. I think Jake Brown has just been firing. He's a very accurate passer, and Mixon's been playing better for them. And then they're currently in, what, the sixth seed, I think, uh, in the the playoff picture. Uh, Pittsburgh currently in the tenth seed. I think, obviously, this is uh, all these games now going down the stretch are must-wins for all these all these teams that are bunched up together in, in, in the hunt for the, those three wild-card spots. And it, I mean, Cleveland might be the only team that has a little separation, being nine and five. But all the other teams that are eight and six, seven and seven. I mean, you got what, what six teams there that are bunched up, fighting up for two spots. So it's obviously a must-win games for all these uh, games going down the stretch. And I don't. I just trust offensively. I trust uh, Cincinnati more. Uh, I mean, just kind of more weapons, and then even with weapons, Pittsburgh. I mean, they have good weapons, but. Their scheme offensively, I mean, has not really produced much much results the last couple seasons. And even they got got rid of Matt Canada, their offensive coordinator. And even uh, I mean, since they since he's been fired, I think their record is uh, one and four, something like that, or or one and three, something like that. So they haven't been playing well, even offensively, even without him. So I'm gonna roll with you, uh, agree with you on this one, rebound. Take the Bengals is a road favorite. Swallow the three points. Have this one. Have them winning this one. Twenty-eight, twenty-one, going to nine and six on the season. Our game number two, 
We got a Sunday early afternoon game. Uh, we got Minnesota at home, seven and seven, hosting the ten and four Detroit Lions. Detroit is a three-point favorite in this one. Rebound. What do you think? Uh, this is gonna be a good one. I think Nick Mullins is gonna play pretty well. Nick Mullins. You got. Uh, he's got Jordan Addison. He's got Justin Jefferson back. Um, and you got Ty Chandler stepping in. Looks like Alexander Madison is going to be out. And the the Lions give up a lot of points, but their offense is clicking. Obviously, you got Jared Goff. You got Amara St. Brown, Jameson Williams, Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery, Sam Laporta. It's going to be a shootout. I highly, highly, highly recommend over 47.5. It's going to be a shootout. And uh, But I'm going to go... With the Lions there, I think they need this win. They know they need it, and I'm going to swallow the three. Yeah, the Lions, it seems like, are pretty much just just uh, penciled into that three spot, it seems like, no matter what they do the rest of the season. And I don't think they can uh, get get past uh, Dallas or Philly if they, and then, or San Francisco, and then, because they, they, all those teams have the tie break, it seems like, over them. And then for Minnesota on the other side, Nick, Mull Nick Mullins makes some boneheaded throws last week. Obviously, I think he had a really stupid interception that uh, to one of the, I think, the defensive linemen. But do you want to know where Nick Mullins ranks in terms of passing yards in first 16 career games as a quarterback? Uh, I don't know, maybe like fifth? Number two. First 16 career games, most passing yards by a quarterback, number two. That's fabulous. The only person ahead of him in NFL history is Patrick Mahomes. So, yeah, Nick Mullins, obviously, I, I know a little bit about him being a 49ers fan. He used to be with uh, the Niners, and he got some time. A lot of those starts came in the year uh, that Jimmy Garoppolo tore his ACL in 2018, and he also got some starts in 2020 as well. So uh, he, he has kind of been up and down. I mean, he, he has a, d a decent arm and he can throw, uh, but I think, yeah, he's just obviously with a young quarterback like that and not super talented, you're going you're gonna to see lots of ups, ups and downs. So you'll see some good, you'll see some bad, and I think you'll see some of that in, the, in this game as well for him at home. Obviously, uh, it's a must win for Minnesota. They're sitting in the last wild card spot currently. But I'm I'm gonna have to agree with you, Rebound. I like uh, Detroit. I th I just think their uh, their offense is more stout, more weapons for sure with their running backs and receivers. And I think uh, Goff will make a fewer fewer mistakes than Nick Mullins in this one. So I'll swallow the three points with the road favorite, the Detroit Lions in this one. Uh, I got them winning this one. Say 34-26 in this one, and they go to 11-4 and four on the season. And just another thing, uh, rumors are, I don't know how, how true it is, their coveted offensive coordinator Ben Johnson is requesting $15 million a year as a head coach. What do you think of that? I don't believe rumors until it's true, but I can see something. It's probably just his agent trying to get rumors out so he can get something realistic probably like eight nine million dude that's crazy yeah i mean he's definitely going to be a coveted head coaching candidate for sure this offseason but i don't even 
even for how good of offensive coordinator he is, I don't. I think fifteen million is too steep for sure. I think it should be more like eight. You're nine paying million. Sean Payton money at that point. You might as well go get a retired head coach or Jim Harbaugh at that point. Yeah, Jim Harbaugh will probably demand or garner something like that. But I think, as amongst like all like the coordinators and stuff, I think he's going to be the most coveted just because of what he's done this season with the Goff and the Detroit offense. And this is most likely going to be their what their first division title in uh, their first NFC North title in their team's history. So uh, I don't I don't, I think he's a really good coach, but obviously yes, way too steep, for fifteen million for sure. So, but nonetheless, let's move on. Game number three, we got Houston at home, eight and six, hosting the nine and five. Cleveland Browns. Cleveland laying two and a half in this one. What do you think, Rebound? Yeah, another game that I like Cleveland there a lot. Obviously, TJ Stroud being out is a big deal. That's that's the biggest thing here. And the Browns have a really good defense. They have a solid run game. And, you know, Watson's not playing, but still, their quarterback situation isn't too bad. you got Joe Flacco there. He's looking like old Flacco. And I think they win this easily by a touchdown. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree again. So we're, we're agreeing a lot recently in the past couple of weeks. But, yeah, I just think, yeah, without C.J. Stroud and, I mean, obviously those receivers banged up, uh, it's going to be a defensive chess match. And, obviously, uh, D'Amico Ryan's defensive-minded guy. But right now he's kind of has that young talent there. So he hasn't really gotten a full hold on over his uh, defense. So I think, obviously, the Browns have shown what what they what they can do to high powered offenses throughout the entire season. I mean, so on their defense, so I think that that's going to continue. But I mean, the Browns are kind of banged up defensively, but they still got their main main guys there, Miles Garrett. So I think it's it's going to be control the clock type game. They're going to be able to run it better. I think Flacco's just going to be able to control the game better than uh, Case Keenum would on the other side. So uh, I'm going to agree with your rebound, swallow the two and a half points with the road favorite. So it's three straight games where we're taking uh, road favorites. So swallow the two and a half with the road favorite Cleveland. Have them winning this one. I'll say 22-14 and they go to 10 and 5 on the season and put themselves in excellent position to be in the 5 seed in the AFC playoff picture. All right, game number 4, it's a late afternoon game in Tampa, Florida from uh, Raymond Raymond James Stadium, the Buccaneers 7 and 7 at home hosting the 8 and 6 Jacksonville Jaguars. Tampa Bay at home laying 3 points rebound. What do you think? Yeah, the big news is Trevor Lawrence is most likely not going to play, so that's a huge deal. Baker Mayfield's been playing well lately. Chris Godwin might not play. He has not practiced until today, Thursday. So that's that, that's a big deal, too. But if the way it's looking for Jacksonville, if Trevor Lawrence don't play, they're going to lose big. Uh, I'm not trusting their backup, but... And uh, backup CJ Beathard? Yeah, and that's just a boy. Another San Francisco guy. But he he might be the only quarterback that Kyle Shanahan couldn't couldn't help. Him and Trey Lance. Ice Trey, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I'm not trusting him. 
And obviously they lost Christian Kirk, so their weapons are limited. You still have Ingram, Ridley, but ETN at the running back. But I'm going to go, I'm going to swallow the three here and take the Bucks. Okay, yeah, this one is really tough because the Jags have been uh, sliding for sure lately. And they're kind of in... Uh, in trouble in the division as well. I mean, obviously they got you got a what three way tie with the, in the division. All all three teams eight and six, Jacksonville, India, and Houston. So this is definitely a must win for them. And then the Bucks as well. They're they're in the wild card hunt, and obviously, on excuse me, they're the division leader. So so they got what two teams behind them. Obviously they're they're helped by the Saints loss today, and then. The Atlanta's behind them at six and eight, so I mean they're in good position for sure for that division, but they obviously can't afford, don't have much margin for error as well. Uh, I just, I just think in this one, I think the Jags are going to be kind of more desperate. I mean, even without Lawrence, I think Doug Peterson's going to kind of make it easy on on Bethard if he if he does play, which it looks like it's good. That's the way it's trending. And then I, I just don't see Baker Mayfield having that great of a game two weeks in a row. And then, obviously, Godwin is a big weapon for him. So with him him being most likely out. But obviously, Evans is still there. Then uh, Rashad White, uh, he's been playing pretty good. But I just think uh, Peterson, I, I'm just going to go with this solely for the with the coaching matchup. I, I like Doug Peterson over uh, Todd Bowles as the head coach. So, so and just because of the Jaguars just been slipping lately and I see them kind of rebounding here in a desperate situation. So I'll take the road dog in this one, the Jags getting three, and I'd like them to win outright as well. A close one, 27-24, and go to 9-6 and six on the season. Right, game number five, we got the Fox game of the week. From Hard Rock Stadium in Miami, the 10-4 Miami Dolphins hosting the 10-4 Dallas Cowboys. Miami laying one point in this one. And in this one, this is the first time in NFL history where I think uh, week 16 or later, uh, 20 combined wins between both teams and only one total win between those teams uh, amongst uh, against teams above 500. So what do you think about this matchup, Rebound? Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Obviously, the Cowboys got whooped last week by the Bills. And the Dolphins are coming off a win. But I think the Cowboys won big here. They need it more than Dolphins. Like These two teams are like exactly what they are. Of, like The Cowboys are the Dolphins of the AFC, and the Dolphins are the Cowboys of the NFC. I mean, so these two teams are identical, but I think... Cowboys win and win by a touchdown very easily. Okay, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think uh, Teak is going to play, right? Tyreek Hill? Yeah, he's definitely going to play. He's been playing on Okay, yeah, team. I mean, he needs what? Yeah, that obviously missing last game is going to hurt him for that uh, the quest to 2,000 uh, receiving yards. He needs 458 more. In three games, that's going to be tough. So I, I don't know. I mean, kind of in regards to the record, but obviously they have a Mostert. He's been playing really well too. I mean, he has he's uh, closing in on a thousand yards rushing, twenty total touchdowns so far, uh, to match uh, Christian McCaffrey. So he he's been playing excellent. Obviously, Tua's been great as well. 
Uh, Mike McDaniel's an excellent play caller for them. Been an excellent coach his first two seasons uh, there in Miami. And then Dallas on the other side, uh, they beat up on a lot of uh, bad teams. Uh, their best win, obviously, being uh, two home wins, back-to-back uh, -to -back versus uh, Seattle and uh, Philadelphia. So, but, I mean, you got to give them uh, credit. I mean, they've been playing well. I mean, they've had some games where they've had some kind of, like, rough showings defensively. But, uh, nonetheless, they've been a pretty steady team, pretty good team all throughout the season. And I think, yeah, this is going to be a very fun game to watch for sure. I think it's going to be somewhat high scoring. And I think, I mean, I think it's going to kind of come down to uh, the kind of play calling and the management. But obviously Dallas coming off a, a bad loss versus Buffalo on the road, 31-10, where they didn't really get much going offensively or defensively so obviously they're going to be uh, hungry in this one but I think on the other side for Miami I think uh, for them I think they really want to they really need that kind of like statement win going into the playoffs because everyone thinks they're frauds I mean they, ha they haven't beaten a team at all over 500 throughout the entire season they just beat up on all their wins have been against teams that are below 500 so I'm going to disagree with you on this one rebound I'm going to take uh, the home team in this one laying a point so swallow the point with them at home and I like them to win this one I'm, I'm gonna say by a touch and I think I just think uh, they're gonna be able to make more plays offensively I think uh, Mike McDaniels uh, pre motion pre-snap motion all those offensive schemes I think it's gonna confuse uh, Dallas defensively and I think they're gonna deliberately take uh, Micah Parsons out of this game with the way they call the play their play calling and their schemes so, yeah, so I like Miami in this one. Tua to have a good game. Tyreek Hill, probably, I'd say, 120, 130 receiving yards. A couple touchdowns. And I like uh, the Dolphins to win, I'll say, 27-20 in this one and go to 11-4 and four on the season. All right, last game of the week. It's the Monday night game in prime time. We got the 11-3 49ers, the number one seed in the NFC currently, hosting the 11-3 Baltimore Ravens, who are the number one seed in the AFC currently. And this is a matchup. You got the number one offense in the 49ers versus the number one number one defense, excuse me, in the Baltimore Ravens. And this one, you got the Niners on a six-game winning streak, and they are laying five points at home. Rebound, what do you think? Oh, it's in San Francisco? Yeah, it's in Santa Clara. Okay, uh, that changes uh, everything. But I think I'm going to roll with the Ravens there. Uh, every, everyone and their mom is going to pick the Niners. And I think the Ravens cover. And I think they win straight up. Everyone's all in on the Niners right now. And the Ravens come in and make a statement game. And I, I'm going to take the Ravens plus five. Yeah, I'm definitely going to agree on plus five. I mean, it's going to be a close game either way, whoever wins. I just don't think the Niners are going to win by more than five in this one. I think the Niners showed last week uh, against the uh, Arizona team that they, they gave up 234 rush yards. And then this one you got, what, the number one rush offense coming in to Santa Clara and Baltimore. And we know how fast Lamar Jackson is, how dynamic he is, and how athletic he is, and how 
how fast he is and how how, how easily he can get out of the pocket and escape for runs. So I think uh, it's going to be a tough time for the, the Niners and especially uh, some of their interior uh, defensive tackles are still questionable for this game. And Eric Armstead and Javon Hargrave, they've been both been very vital for them uh, throughout uh the entire season and that their uh, absence really showed for them uh, for the Niners last week obviously they got a comfortable win against the Cardinals but the Cardinals were able to move the ball and they were able to establish their ground game I mean and I think the Ravens are going to have some success uh, on the ground I mean but uh, on the other side obviously they're really good defensively with their linebackers Ro- Rokon Smith Patrick Queen and then they got what uh, probably the best safety in the league in Kyle Hamilton. So very stout defensively, very good offensively. And, but I mean, they're kind of up and down as well. I mean, and the last, I mean, they, they almost lost the game to the Rams. And then the the 49ers offensively have been uh, really good the last, what about, I think, what, six weeks on their six game uh, winning streak. They've won all the games by double digits. I think the Niners win a close one, but I'll agree with the rebound. Uh, on the uh, road dog, the Ravens. So I'll take them getting five in this one on the road. I think the Niners win a close one. I'll say 31-29 Niners in this one. And they go to 12-3 and three on the season. All righty, Rebound. Thank you so much for coming on. That'll wrap up Week 16, Scorching 6. Thanks for having me on. Good luck, everyone. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoy all of the... Week 16 games, uh, hope you enjoy and have a excellent uh, Christmas weekend. Happy holidays to everyone. Stay safe, and we'll see you guys next week for Week 17, Scorching 6.